your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 315 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan in the heart of enemy territory, downtown Toronto, alongside Brandon Pillar up in Collingwood. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app and join Pillsy and I this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. to get in on the conversation. It's interactive radio, Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Well, it's the eve of the Stanley Cup playoffs, so what better way to head into the weekend than meeting your 2021 hashtag sends abroad. We've got a full team full of former Senators all hoping to capture the Stanley Cup. We'll also get a first-round preview. We've got our betting lines courtesy of Bet Online. We also have our Stanley Cup pick, so stay tuned for all that, plus... Eugene Melnick, back in the news. We'll leave it at that for now. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Today is Friday, May 14th in Pillsy. What's more surprising to you? The fact that Eugene Melnick was able to stay out of the news for the entirety of this 56-game season? Or the reasons why he is back in the news cycle? Well, it's definitely the first one that he was able to stay out of the news for so long. I'm not surprised that Melnick is is sour about a luxury cruise that went wrong during a pandemic. I mean, maybe read the temperature of the room on that one. That's it's probably not the best time to be complaining that uh, you got seasickness on your Bahama cruise during Christmas while most of us were locked up in our tiny condos just trying to keep our jobs going. So a bit of a miss on Melnick there, but pretty, pretty on brand, I think we can all admit. Yeah, the only guy to try to make people feel bad for him about going on a luxury cruise. So here's the situation. It was in the Bahamas. So he's a Barbados resident. He wanted to go for a cruise. So why not enlist a super yacht that costs $500,000 per week? Get your family together, right? Although Canada, you're not supposed to travel, but apparently he's exempt because he's a resident of Barbados. You can always go back to where you reside. However, he brought his mom down with him from Toronto again apparently doing no wrong but that wasn't the worst part oh my god if he could imagine the seas the open ocean is actually rough believe it or not so they had some seasickness and apparently that's the captain's fault anyways wild article uh in the CBC but you know what would have made his life easier Pilsy why didn't he just stay home and watch Tim Stutzla dominate the world juniors like the rest of us? Yeah, honestly, when you when you're owning a team that's that, that's this exciting, you could probably just stay home and watch. But I think just one more thing on this before we move on. I think the most hilarious part of this whole thing is Melnick and his his camp having all these accusations and trying to file for a lawsuit and then the guest book is filled of really good comments from the Melnick group saying they enjoyed their time so much new year's there wasn't a better way to start the new year so it's a little confusing as to how this is all going down so it's zach dubinsky wrote the article for cbc news he is a investigative journalist and 
Melnick's camp, we'll call it, family, they're True. demanding $10 million U.S. from the company, I guess. They called the captain odorous, uh, among other things, ill-tempered, and they tried to control the route that this boat was going to take through shallow waters. And again, we're not just talking about a little boat. This is a 60-meter, 12-passenger yacht over Christmas. So anyways, good riddance to that. Not the first time Melnick's had trouble with captains going back to Daniel Alfredson, Eric Carlson, and now whoever was running this boat. But never a dull moment in Sensland. It stands true to this day. We're going to have plenty more to wrap up the Ottawa Senators season on Monday, we will have our year-end Sens Award. We've got some fun ones cooking there. Of course, your classics as well, your MVP and, and all that. But we've got some uh, original ones. Let's put it at that for now. So stay tuned for that on Monday. But before we get to Monday, it's so weird because the North Division still has four regular season games if you're the Vancouver Canucks. But playoffs are underway Saturday. It's Washington and Boston that are going to kick things off. And it's just the best time of year. I know gimmick season and all that pillsy, but when the Stanley cups on the line, the temperature immediately turns up to a hundred. Absolutely. And what better way to kick it off than Washington and Boston? I think that's going to be one hell of a series. And for all the people that, that go crazy over the, the asterisks and all this kind of stuff, I really think that that's an unfair judgment because this might be like they said it last year, like the guys who went to the cup finals, talk to the people from the Dallas stars. They said this was the hardest playoffs ever because you're, you don't get to see your family. You don't get to do your normal routine. You're with the guys all day, every day. You have strict protocol. You got to follow. Like, this isn't an easy playoffs to win. If anything, it's harder. So I don't, I don't really uh, take that asterisk too seriously because last year's Stanley cup, the, Quality on ice was incredible. I don't know about you, but I enjoyed pretty much every single series. So even the play-ins were awesome. So I'm fired up for this. I could care less how the playoffs are going about as long as the puck drops and the players hate each other. Yeah, 7.15 puck drop between Boston and Washington three hours after a regular season game between the Vancouver Canucks and Edmonton Oilers. Just another wacky turn in this weird season we're gonna have our playoff picks coming up at the end of the show we'll meet our sends abroad but pilsy just because ottawa's done playing doesn't mean the belleville sends are five games left three of them this weekend friday saturday sunday all against the manitoba moose and reinforcements are on the way yeah, this, this is a great time, too, because the Manitoba Moose, the Sens were lucky to beat them. They were on a hot streak before. Eight straight wins. They were 10-0-1 in their last 11 games. The Sens were able to get that shootout win, thanks a lot to Mad Sogard. So it's going to be great seeing this team now. They've been struggling with injuries and holes in the lineup all season long, and they get a little bit of reinforcements. Here were the moves made 21 hours ago, sending reassignments to the Belleville Senators. Ole Alsing, Jonathan Aspro, J.C. Bodan, Clark Bishop, Logan Brown, Philip Gustafson, NHL goal scorer Parker Kelly, birthday and Lassie boy. Thompson. Yeah, birthday boy. Big shout out to Parker Kelly. So this team is going to look like they should have looked all season because the Ottawa Senators had a lot of injuries having guys called up as well. So I'm excited to see what they can put together. And we're going to see those guys that struggled maybe a little bit like Lassie Thompson, Logan Brown. Those guys should have an elevated game here with a little more support around them. 
Well, Lassie Thompson, say what you want about his first season in North America, but he's top three in scoring on this team. Like he's still producing a little bit of offense. So I'm excited to see what he looks like with uh, maybe a more established partner, uh, you could say. But at the same time, I do like the, the progress that he's made versus what we thought had happened falling off a cliff earlier in the season with Eel. So those were the names being sent down. Now, automatically, maybe you're thinking, what about JBD? And Shane Pinto, well, because they were on NHL rosters on the trade deadline day, they are ineligible to go down. Two guys who were eligible, Eric Brandstrom and Alex Formanton, were not reassigned. And that all but confirms what we know, right, Pilsy? Those guys are NHLers now. And they deserve that right, right? Like, that's that's a big deal for them. Like, it's not like these guys haven't put the work in in Belleville. They've put that work in. It's not like they're entitled players saying, oh, we're in the NHL now. We don't want to go. We don't deserve to go back. It's the Sens management saying, you guys put the work in. You look great. And we think you're a big part of this future moving forward. So stick taps to those guys. That's got to be a great feeling. And uh, oh, there's only a couple games left. But a lot of these players, you're seeing it with the World Championship rosters. A lot of these players are just done. They're tired. It's been a tough season on them mentally and physically. So for them to get a little bit of a break there and they don't have to go back and grind in the always hungry league, that's a nice uh, stick taps for them. We're recording at about 10 o'clock in the morning. So we're not sure about the lineup, how it's going to look tonight. Mad Sogard is 4-0 and in the AHL, but now the Philly franchise is back and Manda Lee's say you would like to get them in. But in a 3-3, three and three, maybe you do one start each. I have no idea what Troy Man's thinking, but... Follow us on Twitter at Send Central. We'll be the first to let you know when we find out anything of that sort. I'll be watching the game tonight as well. So we'll be live tweeting what's going on with the Belleville Send. Can Igor Sokolov continue his red hot goal scoring? Can Angus Crookshank maintain his point per game pace? Tons of great questions surrounding these Belleville Senators, as you mentioned, against a pretty solid Manitoba Moose team. Now, if you want your wealth to be solid, I would recommend going to Wealthfront because Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diverse, low-cost index funds personalized just for you. And they can do it in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash Locked on NHL. That's W E A L T H F R O N T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL and get started today. All right, Pilsy, let's hope this is our last season of Sends Abroad where we're not following the Ottawa Senators, but hoping for good things to players who grew up in the organization. Without further ado, let's meet your Sens Abroad starting lineup. Pilsy, you want to lead us off as a goalie-friendly show in the crease. Robin Leonard, the starting goaltender, and backing him up is Chris Drieger. And the Taxi Squad goalie, 
our guy, the Hamburglar. So that's that's not a bad trio for goalies. Like I'd, I'd feel pretty confident with either of those guys. Maybe not Hammond, but Leonard and Drieger, they've been having good seasons. Any chance they get into these postseason, though? Because Bob Brovsky, with the amount of money they're paying him in Florida, he has to be the guy there. And then Marc-Andre Fleury's put up a Vezna-type season. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting to see. I think Bobrovsky may get the start, but he's going to be on a short leash because that team, like, this is the biggest stage the Florida Panthers have been on in, I don't know, 15 years up against the Tampa Bay Lightning, their state rival. They are the only other team, along with the Toronto Maple Leafs, who have not won a playoff series since 2005, since that made that full season lockout. Wow. Yeah. So this, like, this is massive. For this team so if Bobrovsky starts to look a little shaky they don't care about the paycheck and Chris Drieger has always stepped up and filled in for Bobrovsky when he's struggling so that's a guy they trust I wouldn't be surprised if we see game one game two Bobrovsky but if Tampa Bay takes one or even both of those first two games you're gonna see a switch there so in goal it's Robin Leonard and Chris Drieger a guy who is not on our team but maybe gets in in a weird, wacky way is Craig Anderson, who's a taxi squad goalie as well for the Washington Capitals. But they've got Ilya Samsonov and Vitaly Vanacek in there before him. So maybe put him in the Andrew Hammond territory. On defense, the top pair, Mikey Riley and Dylan DeMello. The, rounding out the top four is Zdeno Chair of the Washington Capitals and Cody Ceci, huge bounce back season. For Cody Cece with the Pittsburgh Penguins, a plus 18. I don't know if he's ever seen that type of green next to the plus in his in his season stats. And then we're going to Nash Vegas, the Nashville Senators uh, for the bottom pair. Borvietsky and Gabranson. And hell, Ben Harper is one of our extras. And he's also with the Nashville Predators. And then we put Braden Coburn to round that out. He only got a taste with the New York Islanders. I think he's played three games since the deadline but Pilsy you can't take away that he's a defending Stanley Cup champ yeah you really can't I mean uh, hey we've got some Stanley Cup champs uh, in the forward lineup as well Ross whoa we'll get to that but on defense I'm pretty sure this is the weakest part of the lineup right like you don't have that separating guy like last year when they had the play-in series it expanded enough that you had a couple extra guys from a few different teams now a glaring omission for both those years is Eric Carlson. But at the same time, you know, I think that the Fords more than make up for it. This is a pretty solid top six we've got here. We've got from the New York Islanders again, Jean-Gabriel Pajot. We know his playoff heroics before four goals. That's absolutely sick. Same as getting a hat trick as a rookie. And we put him between Mike Hoffman of the St. Louis Blues and Mark Stone, no doubt the captain of this squad of the Vegas Golden Knights. When it comes to Mike Hoffman, though, I think a lot of Sens fans would think, oh, I heard he was a healthy scratch a little bit. I heard he was playing up and down the lineup. He finished tied for third on the St. Louis Blues in scoring behind only David Perron and Ryan O'Reilly. So this guy can still put the puck in the back of the net, Pilsy. To round out our top six, we've got Matt Duchesne, the ever-struggling Matt Duchesne. But we're trying to get him going, so we've got him with the Duke, Anthony Duclair, and Tyler Ennis from the Edmonton Oilers rounding out that top six. Yeah, I mean, that top six has potential. Like, that top line was was classic sense. Like, these three never played together, but Hoffman, Pajot, and Stone, like, those guys... Well, can... Hoffman and Pajot play together all the time. Just substitute Mark Stone for Tom Pyatt. You wouldn't even notice. Yeah. 
Yeah, true. Yeah, same same guy, pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, the top six is looking good, and there's some potential. And the biggest question mark there, though, is Duchesne. Like, what a weird season for Duchesne. And it wasn't for uh, Soros, that Nashville team wouldn't be here. So glad that we at least have him as a second-line center because the rest of this forward group is not looking so great on the bottom six. I love that you're setting us up to tee up the Toronto Maple Leafs that we have on the third line. It's Jason Spezza between his former line mate, Nick Foligno, and one of the guys he was traded to Dallas for in Alex Chesaw, a Stanley Cup champion. But that's a third unit. I think a decent checking line there, a line that could produce a bit of offense. And then we're rounding it out. This is just a grit grinder line here. Kill some penalties. Nate Thompson with the Winnipeg Jets in between Cedric Paquette of the Hurricanes and... Curtis Lazard, you had a funny note about Curtis Lazard and how he ended up in Boston. Yeah, it's hilarious to think that the Sens traded Curtis Lazard straight up for a second round pick, which, if you're not familiar, turned into Alex Formanton, a massive, massive return. And then Curtis Lazard was a throw-in piece with Taylor Hall for a second round pick. Like, that is just absolutely mind-blowing, the the asset management and the, the way value changes. Like, that's crazy. And I think... For like, obviously, we know Buffalo was handicapped. They did, they had no leverage whatsoever, and they had to trade him. So they they couldn't really ask for much more than teams were willing to give. But the fact that Taylor Hall, a former MVP, was traded for a second round pick is bonkers. Oh, it's just wild. But I think he fits in well as our fourth line right winger on this squad. If anyone gets hurt, then Kyle Turris or Max McCormick might make their debut. But we have fun with this. We had a ton of it last year. Anytime there's a highlight tweeted out, we'll uh, retweet it. Hashtag sends abroad. So play along, hit us with the hashtag sends abroad tag send central. And we'll retweet that. No doubt. Also, I will sporadically be making some graphs of the scoring leaders of the sends abroad. And when guys get eliminated, we'll bold that out. So it'll be fun to play along. Have your say reply to our episode tweet with which sends abroad you're cheering most for to win the Stanley cup. Now, Mark stones, the easy answer, but could you imagine Pajot lifting the cup, that little warrior? I think that would be awesome to see too. Yeah, but it's one year too late, Ross. He needed to win it last year to get that uh, that conditional pick. So yeah. I'd, I'd be happy. That'd be a bittersweet moment. I'd be happy for him. Like Ian Mendez would be happy for Jason Spezza, not the Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's make that clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be happy for Pajot, but not the Islanders because they did it a year too late for us. Power rank then. Your top three sends abroad who you're cheering for to win the Stanley Cup. Oh, Mark Stone, for sure. Pajot, second. (laughs) And Jason Spezza, honestly. Like, not the Leafs, not the Leafs, but it would be great to see him win a cup. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with Zidane Ochera just because, I mean, this guy's older than DJ Smith. But he's already got a cup. Yeah, but 10 years ago, imagine that. You win the cup as a a captain 10 years before as a 34 year old. And then a decade later, you're still winning a Stanley cup. I mean, albeit as a bottom pair guy, but I think just what, what legendary stuff he's brought to the game. I think Zidane Ochoa is an easy guy to root for. I don't think he gets out of the first round going up against Boston. We'll get to our picks in a minute, but he would be really fun to see win the Stanley cup. And I know Mark stone, again, my number one as well. And, and Pajot there, but the fallout, if Mark stone wins, seeing Robin Leonard and all he's been through as well. It'd be awesome for him to have the moment to win the Stanley cup. So those are our sends abroad for 2021 and it's going to be a ton of fun. 
following that. Now, we got to narrow it down, though, because not all these guys can make it all the way. So before we tell you who's playing who and what the handicaps are and when all those series start, let's tell you how to wager on the NHL playoffs. It's easy. Just go chat with our friends at betonline.ag. Just hit that into your mobile or your web browser and sign up for a free account. Because you're a listener of the Locked On Senators podcast, you, yes, you, are entitled to a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. There's no better time to start wagering than the Stanley Cup playoffs. The intensity through the roof. You can bet on single games or you can bet on series. There's even really fun series props as well. We're going to turn it over to Pillsy there in a minute after I tell you how to get that bonus. When you make your first deposit, put in promo code Locked On. That's promo code locked on for 50% welcome bonus. Put in $200, bingo, bango, bongo, $100 right in your account. Put in $100, and that's $50 free play dollars right for you where you can go in and mess around. You know, we've got Saturday, Sunday, full slates of action. Pillsy, handicap it for us. What's going on here with these series props? Yeah, betonline.ag, they're having some fun here. And if you guys followed along, yes, Pillsy's parlay of the day was cold for the end of the season, but... If you doubled down like I did on the last Sens one, hitting the over and the money line, then you've got a nice bonus cushion of green numbers to get you ready for the playoffs. And yeah, you can go to betonline.ag, check out their series prices. Every single series has has the money line odds for which team is going to win the series. But if you're feeling a little a little extra risky and you've got uh, some knowledge in your back pocket and you want to try something else, try the series props. It's a lot of fun. You can correctly predict the series result like how many games is it going to take what's the series actually going to end in how many overtimes will it go to the over under the who's going to be the top goal scorer of the series like all these kinds of things how many shutouts will there be so there's a lot of fun things that you can do at betonline.ag for these playoffs and take take some time today take the afternoon do a little research put your bets in and and watch them and have fun because sucks the sends aren't here but I mean, we're all hockey fans, so we're going to be following along in the playoffs. Might as well get a little skin in the game somehow at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action, and don't forget the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And guys, the playoffs is a grind. These guys are going to be going at it the 110% each night from both teams. I think a lot of these game, these series could go far too. Like I've got, a, as we'll hear in our predictions coming up, I've got a lot of these series in six and seven games. So these guys are going to need to stay energized. And of course, you guys know the best way to do that is with Built Bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Get all the health benefits you love from Built Bar, but also enjoy the flavors. You deserve that. 16 amazing flavors, eight chocolate with nut, eight chocolate nut-free flavors. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Guys, here's the best part. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, but high protein and high fiber. That's what you like to see from a protein bar. Built Bar does it right. For my flavor profile today, guys, I'm keeping it simple. Double chocolate. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. So if you love chocolate, the double chocolate is the best for you. It's chocolate wrapped in chocolate and the flavor is unreal. 130 calories, 
17 grams of protein, only four grams of sugar. That's the built bar way. And just because you guys are a listener of the Locked On Senators podcast, we got a little treat for you. Head to builtbar.com right now, today, and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Guys, we want to treat you and treat yourself by going to builtbar.com and using promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. All right, Pilsy, we're going to get to all of our playoff preview series picks and all that, but... We've got breaking news. Dan Milstein, the agent for, well, it seems like every Russian player in the NHL. But in this case, Artyom Zub has announced on Twitter that his client, Zub Nation, stand up, please. A two-year extension with the Ottawa Senators. Still waiting on term, but excellent to see Zub sign on the dotted line. Yes, I love this, Ross. And might I remind you, it was me that said him going to the world champions as a restricted free agent was a sign of good faith that they were going to get something done and they got it done. A two-year extension for Artem Zub. I think that's amazing. Like, I think I would have preferred three years, but at least it's not one year. This shows confidence in Zub. It locks him down for a little bit of uh, time while the young guys, that, that it's that buffer period for them to develop and get ready. He's an uh, Ottawa Senator guy. He, he's, he loves Sens fans. Uh, he's definitely a guy that's going to stay in the core of this top six while he's signed. I think he's made a name for himself. The fans love him. So this was an incredible move. Like, let's go back to when Artem Zub was talking about coming to the NHL and there's five or six suitors and he chose the Sens. And then... I think he had a little bit of buyer's remorse to start the season because he was on the taxi squad for weeks and watching a struggling decor get absolutely destroyed night in and night out saying, did I leave Russia and pick Ottawa for all the wrong reasons? Now I'm stuck here. He gets in the lineup. He shows what he can do and he's rewarded with a two-year extension. Gotta love it. He stabilized Mike Riley to start the year, then played primarily with Eric Brantz from following the trade deadline going into camp next season. Do you have those two paired up together? Absolutely. I don't see why you wouldn't uh, have that pair together. And that's Eric Branstrom's got to be on the moon of seeing that too, right? Like this is a guy who's trying to make his way into the NHL. He's just been told you're not going to go back down to Belleville. You are an NHLer. And then the little cherry on top is the D partner who helped stabilize you and helped you turn into a good NHLer is coming back for two seasons. So that this is the right start for the Ottawa Senators. And now that's one RFA down, a couple more to go. Elliot Freeman coming through here, breaking the terms. It's a two-year contract with an annual average value of $2.5 million. It's 1.75 in year one and 3.25 in the second year. So I think that's a great deal for both sides. He was on a one-year contract making $900,000. He was one of those guys who I believe twice was sent up and down from the taxi squad to save a couple bucks on off days. So this is how you get your money back. Like 1.75, almost a million dollar raise year over year. And then he extends that even further up into the $3 million range the year after. I think this is a perfect deal for both sides. Yeah, this couldn't have worked out better. And what I like about this deal too, Ross, is, and I think some people overlook this, is the salary structure that teams set is so important because a lot of these guys are going to be like restricted free agents. Like Victor Mete is probably going to use 
uh, Zub's contract as as a reference point. I'm not saying that he's going to get the same amount of money or anything like that, but the Sens have Zub slotted here, Mete slotted here. So this, it perfectly sets the cap structure for the team. They didn't overpay him. I think they gave him a nice deal for two years to see what he's got. These are the kind of contracts we want to see the Sens sign moving forward here, heading out of the rebuild. And that's great to get a guy like Zub locked up for two more years. He's played in the top four. Ever since he entered the lineup, maybe a couple of games at the start, but he's been a consistent member there. I don't know how many top four defensemen are locked up for $2.5 million. So, hey, credit to Dorian for getting that done. Pierre Dorian is actually speaking to TSN 1200 right now, uh, you know, as a season-ending press conference. And not only did he announce the terms of the deal on there, but he was also mentioning that there were times after they were in Vancouver where they were wondering as a team, as an organization, are they on the right track? He credits Brady's goal in Winnipeg as the season-turning moment. But for me, it's the 5-1 comeback. But, hey, nice to see that Dorian, hey, they, they stood the course and good for them being able to, uh, to finish third in the division if you start at February 12th. So, I mean, yeah, we can't erase games. It was a learning experience. And I'm just so fired up for next season, Pilsy. It can't come soon enough. Yeah, this, this is great. What great news to start the day off. And that's that's one domino down. Now we got to look at Brady, Drake, and Mete. And Gustafson, too. That's another big one uh, as well. Kind of a yeah. secret dark horse one. But getting Zub done was a big deal because the right side of that defense, there was a lot of question marks. Sure, Nikita Zaitsev had a bounce back season, but... He, he's not he's not the guy. So to have Zub support him, and you've got Zaitsev and Zub, the Ying to the left uh, shot defenseman's Yang. You got two of those guys set. Now we're still looking for Shabbat's partner here, but it's great to have those two guys steady. Yeah, both those guys are, are defensively minded defensemen. So you have the left side, which is Shabbat, Brandstrom, and Mete. You expect going into next season. So it's almost flipped from the Eric Carlson Gibouche days, where it was. Fanuf, Mathot, and Boro on the left side. And you had your more skilled defensemen, the Weidman and the Carlson. And I did not say Cody Cece there on purpose, although he's clearly developed in his game in Pittsburgh. I think that leads us right in to these series prices. Why don't we start with that Pittsburgh series? They're up against Pajot and the Islanders, two old friends going head-to-head. And I think this is going to be a pretty fun series because you have the high-flying offense of the Pittsburgh Penguins and the stingy playoff style of the New York Islanders. This is a team that's won a ton of rounds these last few seasons. Haven't they gotten the conference final in back-to-back years? This is a team that I think everybody, and big hand up for me, every single series they've been in, I'm like, their luck is (laughs) is run out. Like, that was cute what they did before, but they're done now. And then they go on, and I'm like, okay, now they're done. And then they move on again. Like, it was, it's just wild what this team is able to do. But, Ross, yet again, I'm picking the Penguins in this. I don't think the Islanders can get it done. And we're going to look at the betonline.ag series prices here. The Islanders are at plus 125, and the Penguins minus 145. So, clearly, the odds show that this is going to be a close series. I got the Penguins in six games, Ross. This is the closest series in terms of handicapping the odds at betonline.ag but i've learned my lesson i'm not underestimating the new york islanders do i think it's going to be a close series yes i'm picking the new york islanders in seven games and i'll go double down and say it's going to be the lowest scoring in goals per game in any of the series so that's that's what i've got so you've got pittsburgh in how many games six six and i've got the islanders in seven games but 
Circle that as a series that's going to be tight checking. And I think that the X factors might be the trade deadline acquisitions for both teams. Jeff Carter has nine goals in 13 games for Penguins. And Kyle Palmieri has two goals in 17 games for the Islanders. Well, don't forget Braden Coburn, Ross. Oh, right, right. The the X factor of all X factors. No, Stanley but Cup champion. That's going to be fun. But this series, the other part of that bracket is going to be unreal because the Washington Capitals went all in at the trade deadline. You can argue that they overpaid to get Anthony Manta, but he brought them what they needed. He's been excellent for the Capitals, but they're going up against a well-oiled machine. Like you could have said the Bruins were a great pick before adding Taylor Hall. And then not only did they add Taylor Hall, but he seems to have regained his MVP form. He's playing out of his mind. Mike Riley's come in, look good on the back end. The Sens abroad in that series. Of course, Chara for the Capitals. You got Mikey Riley and Curtis Lazar for the Bruins. But who's your X factor and who's your pick in this series? The X factor, I think, uh, for Washington is going to be their goaltending. I think that's been the biggest struggle. They they said goodbye to Braden Holtby, which probably made sense. But I don't know if their goaltending can handle the Tuka Rask and the Boston Bruins here. Ross, I'm taking the Boston Bruins in this one. And I'm taking them in seven games. I think this is going to go right seven. down. Yeah, I think it's going to go down to the wire because I love that Mantha pickup. Chara, you got to expect there's some big money on the board for Chara. He wants to beat his old team and right. show them, hey, you should have re-signed me. I was your captain. I led you to a Stanley Cup and now you just let me go by the wayside here. So I think there's going to be a lot at stake here. And let's see the series prices, Ross. This one's pretty close too. Boston at minus 163, Capitals at plus 143. So this could go either way, but I'm taking Boston here. I'm taking Boston, but I don't think it's going to be that close, Pillsy. I think Boston is coming in rolling. They're the best team since the trade deadline. Even better than Ottawa, if you can believe that. And I have them winning this series in five games. The old gentleman sweep, um, which is crazy to say because Washington's got home ice. They're the, the two seed here and Boston's the three seed, but the way they've been playing over the last month, it's, it's Boston to me and Ovi missed a few games here with a bit of an injury. So we'll see if he can come back and be his classic Ovi self. And if not, then I think this is just a complete mismatch and Hey, credit to Don Sweeney and the Bruins. They went out, they knew they had a chance and they stacked up, I think more than any other team at the trade deadline. So I, I've got Boston in five games. That's the, East division. And now we'll head, we're going to save the North for last. It's the last division that's going to get started as well. So why don't we head to where both of our picks are for our Stanley cup picks that is, and that's the West division. I don't think we're giving away anything yet because I think the, the two biggest favorites are probably coming out of this division. Let's start the number one seed, the Colorado avalanche, the president's trophy winning avalanche are taking on the 2019 Stanley cup champion, St. Louis Blues. How are you handicapping this one? Well, betonline.ag, we're, we're heading to some much uh, bigger odds here. It's not as close as the other ones we had been talking about. The Blues series price is plus 305. Avalanche is minus 375. And this look, is the most lopsided series of all. I, I think so, probably. But the, like, let's not discount the Blues. Stanley Cup champions two seasons ago. It's a very similar roster, mind you. No Petrangelo. That's a massive hole. I'm not about to. Well, they got Tori Krug instead. Yeah, which is a decent replacement, but it doesn't it doesn't come to what Petrangelo does. Especially that guy was a leader in the in that locker room for his whole career. So he definitely brings a lot of pedigree there. I've got 
Colorado in six. I think St. Louis is going to give a bit more of a challenge than people are expecting, but this Avalanche team is just so good. And uh, yeah, I've got the Avalanche in six. Like they're so good. That's why for me, it's Avalanche in five, but without taking anything away from the Blues, I just think they've been building to this moment. Last year, they would have had a much better chance at winning the cup if it weren't for multiple injuries. Both of their goalies were hurt. Hell, they were relying on Michael Hutchinson, a guy who allowed two goals on three shots against Ottawa earlier this year in the conference final. So you can't do anything about that. That's just bad luck. And two years ago, didn't they have Andrew Hammond start playoff games? Like these guys have just had unlucky times in between the pipes. But Nathan McKinnon, an uber competitive dude. Those guys are going to be ready to rock and roll. They they solidified the defense by going out and getting Devon Taves. Sam Girard is a stud. Kale McCarr is going to be the only defenseman this year to score a point per game, which is like Eric Carlson numbers in his prime. And he missed a few games at the start of the year. Yes, shortened season, but Kale McCarr is absolutely filthy. So you look at what they have. I think it's all culminating to this. The second round is going to be magical if we get what we believe we'll get. And, well... To find out, who do you have here? The 2-3 matchup, the Vegas Golden Knights and Minnesota Wild. Yeah, Vegas is going to take this one. I got the gentleman sweep here. I think the, the Wild are building something. You got to give them that. It's it's finally, for the first time in at least a decade, they're an exciting hockey team to watch. And you don't just say, oh, they're going to make the playoffs and get destroyed in round one. Although I guess I'm saying that right now. But they're they're at least they've got the building pieces. But when you're up against, like this division it didn't matter who finished third and fourth, like Colorado and Vegas are making it. So I've got the Vegas golden Knights doing a gentleman sweep here and the series prices, they kind of reflect that as well. The wild series price is plus 200 golden Knights series price at minus 240. So it's pretty clear which way Vegas is pointing here. Well, to I'm, Vegas, actually <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with a, a full sweep and that again, like I'm not trying to disrespect these teams. They're, they're both solid teams. Uh, there in Minnesota and St. Louis, but Vegas is built for this, man. Like this, this is a wagon of a team. They've got the probably my, well, they do have my favorite player in the national hockey league in Mark stone. And he's just a leader through and through. And he's just, he's just hard. I'm not betting against Mark stone. And I just think that a sweeps the only way this is going to go. I believe fans are going to be back. And that stadium is a complete madhouse. And it'll be interesting to see how much that plays the difference here going into this series. So I've got a full-on sweep, Vegas in four games. And I've actually got Vegas coming out and winning the Stanley Cup. So since we're on that as well, I think that's your pick as well. Oh, yeah, Vegas to win the Cup. And, like, they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals in their first year of existence. Second year, that's got to be one of the most garbage penalty calls and series altering i mean franchise altering calls i've ever seen so no fault of their own that they couldn't beat the sharks there so i i don't see any reason and now they've added petrangelo the guy i just said was a big part of the reason why st louis won that cup so this team is ready and both of their goalies are bona fide studs to play devil's advocate i'll say playing colorado in the second round it doesn't get any harder than that so i feel like it's either they win the cup or they're out in round two yeah <laughs> like there's there's no in between for them and Maybe it's one of those situations like like the Leafs used to always say when they would beat Ottawa in the playoffs, they would lose in the next round because they were so exhausted physically and emotionally from that series. So I wonder if that's the case of whoever wins this Vegas Colorado series is they're going to be that's to me is a seven game series toss up, but it's going to be a hell of a time to watch as a fan. So that we've got 
I think the West Division circled here as the most exciting. But don't let that take away from the Central Division where we have the first ever Battle of Florida. It's the two-versus-three matchup. The Panthers getting home ice in this one against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Who do you have in that series? I've got the Lightning winning this one in six. But uh, yeah, like like we keep saying, it's not to discredit the Panthers. I mean, you're going up against the Stanley Cup team. This is I'm so happy that this happened for hockey because Florida, not really your ideal hockey uh, setting, but the Lightning have had a lot of success and the Panthers have kind of been a dark horse team for a while. And now they finally burst through the scene. So they're, they're going to have a chance to go up against their big brother here. And it's going to be a battle. And the odds are pretty close here, Ross. Uh, Lightning series price minus 150, Panthers series price plus 130. So it's not as lopsided as you might think with the odds, but I got the Lightning in six. I got the Lightning as well. Very convenient that Nikita Kucherov is now cleared the moment that the salary cap disappears going into the playoffs. So they got Kucherov back, and uh, how can you bet against that? They've got the best goalie in the National Hockey League. We know how much playoffs rely on good goaltending. So with Vasilevsky between the pipes, they're my pick. And I guess another uh, sends abroad we forgot about, Curtis McElhaney the backup in Tampa Bay. But so. he didn't even play one game last playoffs. So, and they <laughs> went all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. So I think that's pretty, uh, that's okay. We'll give ourselves a pass on that one, missing it. Yeah, I've got uh, Tampa Bay in five games here. I think the moment might be too big for this Panthers team. They've got question marks as what can Bobrovsky do, although he can rely on his experience of sweeping the Tampa Bay Lightning a few years ago when he was with the Columbus Blue Jackets. But it's just going to be awesome to see the Battle of Florida the first time in the history that we get that rivalry. So that'll be a lot of fun. This one I think is going to be uh, maybe close because of the great goaltending that Nashville has. But the 1-4 matchup here, Carolina, another wagon of a team. So I've got Carolina in six games over the Nashville Predators. How about you? Yeah, I got Carolina in six, and the odds for this one are Predator series price at plus 200, Hurricane series price at minus 240. I think the Hurricanes, this is a big year for them because keep in mind, Dougie Hamilton, unrestricted free agent, and that decor is packed with a lot of players. So it's going to be interesting to see how they move on from this. This might be their kind of year to push because Hamilton might not be coming back. It's going to be very intriguing to see because the, the high-end offense is there and defensively, they're, they're deeper than any other team with Slavin, with Dougie Hamilton, with Brett Pesci. I just see that what they bring as a, as a full unit might be tough to take down. And in goal, like who's going to start? Mrazic's back from injury. Nedeljkovic had an unreal rookie season. And then James Reimer's even given them good starts this year. So they've got embarrassment of riches in, in net, but – you can't play all three at once, so they got to pick one guy to go up against one of the number one goalies in the National Hockey League this year in UC Saros. Seriously, an MVP candidate, and the only reason why Nashville was able to dig themselves out of a huge hole early on in the season. So I've got uh, Carolina in six. What was your series call on this one? Six, same as you. All right, perfect. As we head to the North Division, which will start a week later, but we already know the matchup. So the one verse four, it's Toronto, Montreal. We know Sens fans are cheering for Montreal, but how realistic is it that they take down the Leafs? Look, I don't want to say it's impossible because the Leafs are the greatest choke artists we've ever seen. So it's definitely possible that they could do this. I mean, geez, the Columbus Blue Jackets 
beat them in a playoff series or play in series, sorry, last season. So I don't have utmost confidence in the Toronto Maple Leafs, which is good. I, I like acknowledging that I'm not confident in that team. But at the same time, that Montreal team has so many injuries, so many question marks. They they looked not very good in the last stretch here. So I got the Leafs in six, Ross. And here's the series prices for this one. Canadians plus 235, Leafs minus 280. So you're saying the Leafs are favorites going into this series, to say the least, eh? Yeah, they're they're favorites statistically, but uh, we'll see how that goes for them. Because, I mean, talk about question marks and goal. Yeah. I have no Seriously. idea what that team's going to do because you don't want Freddie Lehman there for round one. I know, but what's Montreal going to do? Carey Price hasn't played in a long time as well. I think so. that's good. They're riding the back of Jake Allen. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I still have Toronto in six. I hate to say it, but they're they're just such a wagon offensively. I think that that can carry them at least through one round this year. We'll reassess after that. Yeah, and Ross, you're a Leafs fan for money. You, you need those shifts. If if you if you get paid for uh, the Leafs to win, you'll take it, right? Oh, man, that sucks. It sucks, but hey, they do sign my paychecks. So uh, yeah, I'll take as many shifts as, as they'll allow. We've got our schedules, and I was happy that uh, TSN 1050 is not doing game six and seven. So even if it's a clean one, we've got games two, four, and five. So we just need to go five so I can maximize my first round shifts here uh, covering the team as I'm a producer at TSN 1050. But you wait, who do you have then? You're chirping me for getting the Leafs. Oh, I got the Leafs too. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. This one's going to be a fun series here. Edmonton and Winnipeg, the two, three matchup. Who do you have? I got Edmonton here, Ross, and like when you've got a guy like Connor McDavid who's scoring a hundred po- hundred plus points in a shortened season, like that is just absolutely crazy. Leon Drysaddle right there too, and Winnipeg, no Nikolai Ehlers. Like I cannot stress this em- enough. People that maybe don't watch the Jets closely, this guy is a catalyst of their offense. Like he's so important for them to score goals and he's no longer around. I think that's really going to be a struggle for them. But Connor Hellbuck, Vesna winner, he can steal you a couple games. So I've got the Oilers winning in six. And before you give your pick, Ross, here are the series prices. Jets plus 170, Oilers minus 200. Man, I'm, I might be convinced to sprinkle some on the line for, for the Jets, but on here, I, I got to go Edmonton in six games because they do have the most electric player and the two top most electric players in this uh, in this series. And I think Connor McDavid's really going to take this and put it on his back. I think he leads the league in points in the first round. I don't think that's too much of a hot take. And as long as Mike Smith can continue playing up to the level that he set for himself this year, that should negate what kind of impact Connor Hellebuck can make at the other end. And I think that if Ehlers comes back, maybe that helps a little bit. But I don't think he's, he's going to come back. Uh, I mean, that extra week maybe helps before the series. So it'll be three weeks before the series is over. I, I don't know, though. There's just there's some depth issues. I think that Winnipeg has a lot of okay depth. And same with Edmonton. So maybe that negates each other. And then just the top end talent is so lopsided. I think, I think Winnipeg has better depth than Edmonton though. Like that's the thing, like Edmonton, I think it has a really good chance in the first round, maybe even the second round, but come third round, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl's shoulders are going to be aching from carrying this team. So they just don't have the depth to, to make a far push, but they can definitely win one round, maybe even two. This series, I'm going to be locked in for, for sure. Whenever you have the best player on the planet playing in postseason hockey, you know it's going to be exciting. So those are our round one picks. Uh, 
No interview today, although we have been killing it for the last few Fridays. However, there's just too much to get to, and next week's going to be a lot of fun as well with a full breakdown of Pierre Dorian's presser. And there are a few notes that I want to hit you with before going into the weekend. Pierre Dorian announcing that Hogberg, they let Hogberg know he will not be back next year. I don't think that comes as much of a surprise. But what do you think about this line here? And again, we're reading the tweets from TSN 1200 because this has been going on while we were recording. But he says, Tim Stutzla hit a bit of a wall, but he is going to be an elite winger. Does that mean that the Stutzla to center experiment is over I mean, before it even starts? I mean, it's certainly not a good sign, right? Like that's, you, you don't love to see that. But you know what? I, I've kind of come to terms. I've let go of my attachment of drafting Tim Stutzla third overall to be the next number one centerman of this team because Look at the emergence of Josh Norris and Shane Pinto. They make me feel a little bit better. Like maybe neither of those guys are an elite, true number one center, but you got a 2A and 2B there, I think, in my mind. So they can make it work. And Tim Stutzla, as your second left winger behind Brady Kachuk, that top six rounds up so nicely. So I, I don't have a problem with that. And I think maybe we need to change our expectations because Tim Stutzla, if he becomes an elite left winger, that's fine. And on a day where the Sens owner is suing a yacht company for $10 million, Pierre Dorian says, we won't be at the cap limit next season. We have to sign all these young players soon. So we have to be really smart how we spend in the future. That's when we have to be aware of the cap ceiling. Pilsy, I think that's a good line to send us off into the weekend. Yeah, definitely. And the thing to keep in mind is, yeah, while you've got Stutzla on his entry-level deal, while you've got a couple entry-level deals coming through here, Shane Pinto, another one, like you want to take advantage of those for sure. And there's actually a decent amount of money coming off the books uh, this offseason, Ross, like Derek Stepan, Artem Anisimov, Ryan Dezingle. And one that I think people forget about is um, the buyout penalties. Dion Phaneuf's buyout penalty will be $1 million less next season than it is this season i mean that's not a lot but uh, that will make a difference one of the things i always kept watch for it's no longer uh, a thing but alex burrows buyout uh, lasted a little bit of, of time and they were they were paying alex burrows while he was the coach in laval i thought that was also hilarious but those are things to keep a watch on too because bobby ryan's buyout goes down by two million not next season but the season after so that that affects your cap like that's extra mo- that's found money you can use there so there's a lot of extra money available for the here the expansion draft Pierre Dorian says it's still a work in progress we've spoken trade but why lose two or three assets when you can only lose one so Love Pierre Dorian has been listening to Locked on Senders we thank you for listening to Locked on Senders subscribe wherever you get your podcast follow us on Twitter at Send Central we love engaging with you all there especially through this long off season and we're on Instagram as well Locked on dot Senators but put a check mark beside Number one on the to-do list this offseason, the first of many RFAs to sign. RTM Zoop, two-year extension for Brandon Piller. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.